Howdy folks, this is Jim. I've got a bit of a scratchy voice this evening, so we'll see how long I can do this. I finally managed to clear away some time to start recording on a secret project, about which you shall hopefully hear more in the future. And I've just finished recording a bunch for that, so as a result it now feels as though I've been smoking. Or at least I think this is how the throat feels after smoking, I haven't done it a lot. Anyway, I'm going to ramble for a couple minutes about a tabletop role-playing game, and my somewhat peripheral involvement with it. The game I am going to talk about is... Numenera. This is a game that came out relatively recently, within the last year or so. It was put out by Monty Cook Games, founded by Monty Cook, who had previously worked on various Dungeons & Dragons products and D20-compatible products, among others. And I am talking about it because I have just recently discovered that one of the podcasts that I am a part of, Transmissions from the Ninth World, which is a podcast about Numenera, has been nominated for the second year in a row for an Ennie Award. And we're very excited about that. It's very cool. As far as I'm aware, the Ennie Awards are are pretty much one of the most publicized award ceremonies that tabletop gaming has. So it's very cool to get the exposure for that. Last year, we lost to Will Wheaton, and he's not in it this year, so maybe we have a chance! Although, Ken and Robin Talk About Stuff is in the running this year, so might be a bit tough, I don't know. And also, I believe my buddy Mark Kinney's podcast, All Games Considered, is up for a nomination this year as well. So, pretty stiff competition. We're also up against a podcast called The Signal, which is another Numenera podcast, and that one's an in-world podcast, and it's really good. The production quality is pretty impressive. I enjoy it quite a bit. And I like what the guy does that puts them together, and the character that he's created for it. It's pretty cool. Now, as tabletop games go, some people like Numenera and some do not. Some folks find it very innovative, and then there are some folks who don't think it's innovative at all and tend not to like it because there are people who are saying it's innovative and, of course, if someone is wrong on the internet, it is your moral duty to argue with them until they give up. I think that if you're familiar with a lot of the more recent independent games or indie games, as folks call them, that have come up that I am a fan of as well, you can see where a lot of influences came from for a lot of the things that Numenera does. And so, yes, there are a lot of bits in there that have been done in one form or another before. There are things you can do with XP that are kind of similar to things that you can do with bennies in Savage Worlds or with Fate Points in Fate. There is narrative escalation when you have GM intrusions, which is something that is talked about a lot in games like Lady Blackbird and the various Apocalypse Engine games. And so you can see a lot of those influences in this game. But I do not think of that as a bad thing. And I think one of the major arguments I see from folks who don't like it is that they don't think it goes far enough, because they've also played all of these different types of games that I've just mentioned, and they prefer the execution in the rules light games. There are quite a few mechanics that can be invoked in Numenera, even though it's actually a very simple game to run. I know this because I was able to run it without having read a single line of the book. The first game of Numenera I ever ran, I ran only having played it before. So I can tell you, it's not a tough game to run. It actually is pretty easy on the Game Master, and I think fairly simple for the players as well, as a lot of these things go. But there are quite a few rules in there that you can invoke if you want, and looking at those you can also see how the game was influenced also by traditional games. It's not too much of a leap to think that the same person who wrote this also wrote for D&D. And the thing is, I think that's actually one of the coolest things about it. I think the fact that it's actually about halfway between a traditional game and an indie game is brilliant. Because it has the potential to draw in the traditional gaming audience. 
people who follow the sort of games that are in the orbit of Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder or similar games. And I think it's just similar enough to a traditional game that it can pull those people in, and through it, they can be led, bit by bit, to understand more about gaming as it is today. Its more indie-inspired mechanics will be used over and over by people who are used to playing more traditional games. And that means you're actually opening up the gaming pool a bit so that folks who previously only played things like D&D or Pathfinder may actually start thinking about playing other stuff. And I'm sure I don't have to tell you how wonderful a leap that is. So I think that's one of the most important things about Numenera. It's that middle step that hasn't existed up until now for introducing hardcore grognards to new things. And I think that's wonderful. I mean, I think that appeal is, to be frank, part of the reason why we were able to get an any nomination this year. Because Numenera does appeal to people who like things like D&D and Pathfinder quite a bit, which I'm pretty sure is what a lot of the world judges are into. With the occasional foray into more independent games that get a lot of buzz, for example, I think Mouse Guard was a big winner one year. Games like that, that you hear quite a lot about, that kind of break out and folks are interested in because it's a new thing that they can kind of look at and play with that they actually have heard of. And it is a fun game. I'm playing in a campaign right now that my friend Chris is running. It's a game set something like a billion years in the future, on Earth, but it's a planet that may as well be just Earth-like and alien because of how far ahead it is, and humans have been brought back to it for some unknown purpose, and the eight previous worlds are gone, this is the ninth world, so whatever alien empires were in control of the Earth in the interim are no longer there, and humans have now rebuilt their civilization, with the occasional help of the Numenera, these devices that they find that have purposes that humanity doesn't completely fathom necessarily, but that they can get some use out of. Items perhaps from the previous worlds. In flavor, it does draw a lot on Gene Wolfe to a certain extent, specifically the idea that you have a society that's kind of medieval in nature, and yet technology is there, but it's not really replicable in any practical sense, because we have access to the stuff, but people have forgotten even the basics of what they need to know to be able to reproduce it properly. It will take them centuries of studying these items before they can start to replicate what they do. And so in certain books by Gene Wolfe, you have that similar idea that the technology is there, but it's very subtle. And people know it's there, but it's kind of a mystical thing for them. They don't necessarily think of it as anything special because it's been around all their lives, but they do think of it as something that's not to be found everywhere. Something that's around that we used to know more about, but that has fallen so much into the background in its use that we're barely aware that we're even using it. And some items are more obvious in that way than others. So, for example, some kind of laser pistol will have a more obvious and direct use, though we may no longer call it a laser pistol. But nanites that travel along with us and that we have mental links to to help keep us healthy are perhaps things that we think of as fairy spirits or personal demons or just the results of clean living, and not things that we really even realize we're using. So I enjoy that aspect quite a bit. I'm having a lot of fun in the game we're playing. The character I'm playing is basically Ray Stevenson's character from HBO's Rome, reskinned a bit as a gladiator, and I am having a blast with it. So I think just in general with Numenera, or with any other game really, try it out at least before you decide to form an opinion on it. If possible, play it for a period of time long enough to evaluate it properly. 
I know that as gamers we can be quite opinionated and have a lot of preconceived notions going into any new game, but above all else, I'd say, try playing the game and see if you are in fact having a good time. And if you're having to fight the game to have a good time, then maybe it's not for you. But if you're only fighting the game because you're used to other things, then at least try to stick it out a bit so that you can try using a system's mechanics for the purposes for which those mechanics were designed. Actually play the game. And then see what you think. And if it's not for you, then it's not for you. But it might be for you. So give it a try. Well, the folks in the parking lot outside the apartment are starting to get a little rowdy, and that's probably going to interfere with the recording, so I think I'll stop now. Take care, folks. See you all of a sudden.